Greetings, listeners in listener land. Welcome to St. Louis in Tune with Arnold Stricker and Mark Langston, where we size up current and historic events involving people, places, and things in areas such as the arts, crime, education, employment, faith, finance, food, government, health, history, housing, humor, justice, and sports. We originate from the Gateway City and connect to what is happening regionally, nationally, and internationally. Mark Langston, we're going to be buzzing through stuff this morning because of our guest. She needs to leave quickly. I know, they always do have to leave quickly. That's I don't know what it is. <laughs> I guess we scare them. Here's our return to civility quickly, folks. When you meet someone new in your area, invite them to your favorite local restaurant or a cultural attraction, mm. or I would say a concert. Help them to get to know the community better and feel more at home. If you want to go the extra mile, make a one-page list of the best places in the area to eat, shop, and have fun. Well, even when you meet someone who's not new in your area and you know them, you need to invite them to a concert that's coming up on the 29th of September at the Sheldon. And our guest, who is going to be playing there, Devin Cahill. Welcome, Devin, to St. Louis in Tune. Thank you so much, Arnold. Thank you for having me. You're going to be fronting uh, Norbert Leo Butts, who's going to be performing, I guess, his new album, releasing his new album. Yes, yeah. Uh, Norbert is uh, like a, I don't know, quadruple, quintuple threat. Um, in addition to being an, an amazing actor and singer, dancer, uh, instrumentalist, he's also an excellent songwriter. Um, so I am so excited that my band is opening up for the, um, for the celebration that's going to happen. And if you don't know about Devin Cahill, Devin is a, an indie singer-songwriter from the St. Louis area. Mm-hmm. She's uh, has a couple bands. We're going to talk about that. Uh, I guess it would be described an indie folk with soul. Is that correct? That's kind of what I call it. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's. Uh, I, I have a lot of different uh, influences, but. Uh, I feel like indie folk kind of is sort of kind of all-encompassing of what I do. Mm. What What is one of your, or who are some of your major influences? <clears throat> who would you say? So I would say um, some of my major influences um, would be uh, Jenny Lewis, um, Yola, Brandi Carlisle, mm. um, Joni Mitchell, mm-hmm. um, Carol King, so many. Um I currently have gotten really into this uh, upcoming artist, um, Amethyst Kia. Mm. She is absolutely amazing, original music, um, and with a great, great voice. Um, my current favorite band is probably Lucius. Okay. So I listen. I listen to a lot of a lot of female uh, female fronted bands, but one of my one of my other favorites is Rufus Wainwright. Going back to when I was very young. Okay. So speaking of, of bands, you've had a band in the past, and you currently have a band, or you've played with bands. Explain that a little bit. Yeah. So in 2012, I started my first band. Um, I had always been a, a musical theater person, um, and I ultimately kind of found my way to songwriting around 2012 and started my first band. We were called Letter to Memphis. And uh, our we people got our name wrong a lot. <laughs> letters to Memphis, letters from Memphis, <laughs> everything you could possibly think of. Uh, but yeah, it was Letter to Memphis, and uh, we did uh, we did a lot around St. Louis, and we put out a couple of full length albums. We won Best Folk Band in the RFT a couple times. Congratulations! Thank you. Um, yeah, so um, <clears throat> that band. 
um, unfortunately broke up a few years ago and I kind of went out on my own solo and released a solo album in 2018 um, called When I Wake. And um, since then I have put together a new band and we are going under my name, Devin Cahill. So, um, and I've got some excellent bandmates uh, who I adore and who are so inspiring to me. I like to surround myself with people who are inspiring, so. Instrumentation is? So I play guitar and ukulele, and then um, I have a bass player, uh, Dave Anson, and a drummer, David Newman. So very confusing, two Davids. Um, and then at the Sheldon Show um, on Friday night, uh, this Friday, September 29th, um, we'll have a couple special guests. We'll have Greg Crittenden sitting in on some piano and guitar and uh, backing vocals. He's got an amazing voice. And we'll also have Rin Netherton, who is an excellent violinist. They are just probably the best violinist I've ever heard. Mm. Yeah. So you've you've not always played guitar. No. Or ukulele. You brought the ute mm-hmm. here and we're going to hear her folks just kind of hang on. Uh, so when did when did you pick that up? So I picked the ukulele up in 2012 um, after never having played played an instrument m- pretty much my whole life. Wow. wow. Um, <laughs> I, again I was a musical theater kid so it was all you know, singing and, and dance class and all of that. So picking up instruments was challenging at first because I was in my 20s. Mm. Um, and I sort of learned the fundamentals of playing stringed instruments on the ukulele. It's smaller, mm-hmm. it's easier on your fingers with the nylon strings, mm-hmm. and then ultimately worked my way up to guitar. Um, and at mm. this point I've written upwards of, you know, 30 something songs um both on ukulele and guitar okay wow. so you, you listen to tiny tim wow. on the ukulele when oh i loved him <laughs> <laughs> tipping toe through the tulips uh-huh. when, when you're writing songs you know i've always wanted to know this uh and and different people are, are different on how they get their inspiration to write is it music first is it lyrics first is it all kind of come together is it kind of a a, pr- a process that all of a sudden it's not like a 10 minute yeah i've got this song I, although some of them could be that way what is how do you go about writing a song so my process is literally always different sometimes it starts with a poem or something that i've written or some ideas that i've written down and then i start to put those ideas and those words to music um other times i'm just messing around on guitar and i'm like oh this sounds kind of cool and I'll, you know, figure that out and then, you know, ultimately write lyrics to go with what I've written or, you know, kind of go at the same at the same time almost writing the chord progressions and the lyrics. So it's always different, hmm. um, the process. And, um, yeah, I'm grateful for the creative outlet. It's, I'm, I don't know what I would do without it, honestly. And uh, so I'm, I'm glad that I made the transition from doing theater to doing music because writing and performing as myself, doing my own material that um, is, is special to me, and I hope you know others can, can feel that too, um, it just speaks to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just trying to follow my bliss, you right. know? Was, what was the separation from the musical theater? Was it, 
you were just kind of, well, I, I'm tired of that, or I want to investigate new areas, or you really were like, yeah, I want to blossom into this area, or was there a, some kind of tripping point? Or Yeah, so I fell off the train a little bit. Um, I became a little bit uh, self-aware um, as I started to get into my um, late teens and early 20s, mm-hmm. and I kind of stopped performing altogether. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I had some issues with addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually have been sober now for almost 12 years. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so I didn't perform for some years there. Mm-hmm. And only after I you know, quit drinking, mm-hmm. <laughs> to be honest with you, did I uh, sort of find the, the nerve, which sounds backwards, but... Um, to uh, to start writing and to start a band and mm-hmm. to do and to do music and mm-hmm. to start on this new um, explorative mm-hmm. uh, um, creative path. Well, I I commend you for the courage to say exactly what you just said, because some artists or some individuals may have you know made it look really nice. But you came right out and said it, and I appreciate that because there's a lot of people who are listening who will benefit from that statement that you made just now. Yeah, I can't really help but have my heart on my sleeve. <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. That's just kind of who I am. So. Well, I know people are anxious to hear you perform on the 29th, but can you give us a little uh, preview of maybe not what you're going to play on the 20th, maybe what you're going to play, or... I think before we we went on the air, you mentioned this is a song that's going to be coming on a future album. Yes. So this song, um, it's a ukulele song. It's called Gree Gree, and it is about um, an experience that I had in New Orleans that changed my life. Um, so it's a little bit different than some of my other songs. It's kind of um, a bit of a love song, and I don't generally like write love songs. Um, <clears throat> which people think is interesting. But um, yeah, most of my songs are not, but this one definitely is. And I wrote it a few years ago. um, But yeah, my band is getting into the studio and we're gonna be um, recording a bunch of songs and hopefully putting out a new album by next year. Wow, that's great. Okay, and this is Gree Gree? It's called Gree Gree, which means um, it's like luck in the voodoo. Okay, all right, here we go. Nothing is right Someone walks in Three hours go by and he's sitting in the back of the bar While I try to fill the time Singing my songs Trying my best But he stays next time, no, he's away. Artwork in Louisiana. 
day I arrive on a sultry day Only a dream but I'm still awake Only a dream but I'm still awake Only a dream it's only a dream but haven't even gone to sleep yet Time did advance And we swam and we danced I don't understand Where did he come from? How did I get here? He filled the air That's great. Thank you so much. Wow. My gosh. <laughs> it's morning time, so. Yeah, let's hear Hopefully. it again for her. That's right. <laughs> that's our studio audience for Yes, us. that's right. It's always wonderful to have it. Thank yeah. you so you much. You know, your other albums are available on Bandcamp, yes. you know, CDs, and you can just do a straight download. I did a download of a song that we're going to play after you leave. It's on your new album. Yes, yeah, I have. we do have a, um, the band has a single that has come out recently, in addition to my solo album. Um, we have a single that's on Spotify, and iTunes, and Apple Music, and all of that lovely stuff, uh, as well as Bandcamp, and it's called OK, and it's another ukulele song, and uh 
it's very special to me. It's about living with chronic illness, mm-hmm. so which is something that I experienced. So, so ukulele was just seems to be uh, was a an easier pickup than guitar, uh, easier transition to guitar. I would imagine, like you said earlier. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, um, mm-hmm. and it's just a it's just a fun instrument too. It's got a great. Great sound. I, ne- I never put it down, even though, you know, I like kind of sort of uh, graduated, if you will, to guitar. I never put the ukulele down. Um, I still continued to play it. And to this day, obviously, I'm still writing on it. Hmm. And um, yeah, I'm forever grateful for, um, you know, the fact that I, <laughs> I had the tenacity, you know, to work through the pain of uh, of learning a stringed instrument, especially with the guitar, just right. those steel strings. That's tough. There is pain involved. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah with your fingers getting the oh yeah the calluses on the tips calluses. a little larger yeah. than now than my the... now my fingertips are nice and calloused, so I'm all good yeah. to go. Yeah. <laughs> makes it makes a difference, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It, <laughs> it does. And to let people know that you know all these aspiring songwriters out there and musicians. A lot of times, it's like this is not your full-time gig. You you have another job. This is your the I won't say in a bad way. This is the love of your life. You love to do this. This is everything to me. Yeah, um, I, yeah. and I do other work, of course, because you know being an original musician is not it's not easy. Um, so I do other work, but um, I'm just uh, I'm glad that I get to share my share my art with people. Um, and I'm so, so incredibly excited and grateful for the opportunity to open for Norbert on Friday at the Sheldon. Um, it's just going to be an amazing experience. Um, it's not my first time either. Yeah. I want to get into that. And first of all, folks, if you want to get tickets to the Friday concert, that's September 29th at 730. Uh, you can go to MetroTix. MetroTix has that information, or go to the Sheldon, and you can follow through with uh, some of their their clicks on there. So, how did you meet uh, Norbert? And like you said, this wasn't the first. This won't be the first time that you've performed together with him. Yeah. So I I met Norbert pretty early on in my music career. Um, it was 2013. And I performed with him at the Sheldon and also at the 560 Music Center um, in U-City. Um, we did some benefit concerts for the Angel Band Project, uh, which is an organization that was started by um, some of Norbert's um, sister's best friends from her childhood. Um, Unfortunately, there was a horrible, horrible incident, um, and Norbert's sister um, was murdered. And um, so the Angel Band Project started um, in her honor, and also Jen Hopper, who was her partner, who was also um, brutally attacked. Um, And they seek to... um, provide healing for survivors of sexual violence mm-hmm. through music mm-hmm. music therapy right. and we've had had them come on and talk on a previous yeah, show yeah and they're they're just they're they're 
it means so much to me to be involved with that organization. And that was the first time that I ever um, that I ever was involved with them. And did um, they invite you to that, or did you kind of say, "Hey, I'd like to be a part of that"? Or how did that accomplish? You know, my mom knew Rachel Ebling okay. from the Angel Band Project, and. Um, Rachel had mentioned that Norbert was coming to town to do these these um, these benefit concerts for the Angel Band Project mm-hmm. back in 2013, and so um, my mom said, "You know, my daughter's a singer. Um, you know, is there a chance that she could submit her material for consideration?" So I did that, um, and I was picked. And wow! Um, so I sang backups. Uh, for Norbert, I got to sing with Jen Hopper, who is a force to be reckoned with. She is just an amazing singer and such a strong woman. Um, love her. And um, yeah, we've he and I have sort of kept in touch since then. Um, and we've sent songs back and forth, originals, oh, wow. you know, kind of to kind of see what the other person thinks and. Um, yeah, we've just stayed in touch. Last year we played at Stages Gala, um, and he asked me to essentially put together a St. Louis band for him. So I did that, and I was part of the band, and it was so fun. Um, and then, yeah, now he's coming to St. Louis. This is his grand St. Louis homecoming um, for this wonderful night of, of music at the Sheldon Concert Hall, which is a dream come true to play at for a musician. It's a, yeah, it's a great venue for you know solo or small group artists to be able to uh, to play there and perform. It's it's got great acoustics for that. And it, the acoustics are perfect. Um, he is bringing a couple of his own musicians, but then we will be doing some collaborations as well. Um, so look for uh, look for pretty much me and all of my bandmates on the finale. It's going to be really fun. We're going to have a big party at the end. Um, and maybe even look for Norbert in my set on a song. Wow. wow. He's, he's that cool that he's like, Sure. And you mentioned yeah. he's he's just kind of a normal guy. He's so down to earth and so wonderful. Um, he's just like a pleasure to work with and to be friends with. And I, I'm pinching myself that I'm even saying these things, that I get to work with Norbert Leo Butts and be friends with him. I don't understand it. I've been a fan since I was literally – you know, 15 years old. Um, you know, he was he was in some of my very favorite musicals. He was in Rent. He was in Wicked. Um, you know, I, I, he, the last five years, that's one of my very favorite musicals of all time. And I know every word um, of every song. And, and you love, you still love musicals. You know, you started when you were six. I did, yeah. Know. In uh, what was it? It was uh, Sound of Music. Sound right. of Music. Right. Yep, yep. I I did Sound of Music on the Goldenrod Showboat when I was six, and then when I was seven, I did Sound of Music at the Muni. So I and I moved up a kid. So I was Gretel von Trapp uh, at the Goldenrod Showboat, and then Marta von Trapp at the Muni. <laughs> Goldenrod um, Showboat. That man. That oh, takes yeah. me back. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. oh I oh, yeah. 
rest in peace, Goldenrod Showboat. We miss you. Yeah, that, that was a wonderful venue too to it to have sure small was. And uh, I, shows. And I like the uh, the McDonald's, the floating McDonald's too. <laughs> right. The, there was a lot of fun stuff on the riverfront there was. for years. Oh was. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think it all sank. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't. I truly don't know what what became of the Goldenrod Showboat, but yeah. um, but I have some beautiful yeah. memories from there. Uh, they're they're a little little choppy. My memories, mm-hmm. just because I was so very young. But okay. yeah, well, we we really appreciate you coming in today and. You know, we've been talking to Devin Cahill. She's going to be performing uh, with Norbert Leo Butts this Friday, September 29th at 7.30 at the Sheldon. And you can get tickets at Metro Tix. She's an indie folk singer-songwriter, indie folk with soul. Mm. And uh, I encourage you to, to catch the concert. Uh, another thing I want to mention and re-mention again Winning the best folk band from the Riverfront Times two years in a row, that's a really tall accomplishment because there are a lot of independent groups in the metropolitan area, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and you oh, know yeah. everybody thinks that they're really good, but to do that two years in a row, to win it once is wonderful, yeah. but to win it two years in a row, that's yeah. even, even a lot of competition there. Yeah. Yes. It was really exciting. It was unexpected. Um, but I missed the RFT Music Showcase. It's not really a thing anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'll always be grateful for for those experiences and um and yeah i just keep writing and i keep playing and i love it i've uh in addition to the sheldon show Mm -hmm. um i've got a show coming up on october 18th at the blue strawberry uh which is a lovely venue uh we love the blue strawberry Where, where is that it is on, um, I believe it's on Boyle. It's mm-hmm. in um, Central West End. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, and it's just a really, a really sweet venue. Um, they have great food as well. And then uh, November 17th, I will be at the Kirkwood Performing Arts Center um, sharing a singer-songwriter bill with one of my very favorite local musicians, Miss Emily Wallace. Mm. Um, as well as Joanna Serenko, who is yeah. an absolute force to be reckoned with. She was on The Voice. Right, we had her on, too. So uh, love her and love Emily. Um, mm-hmm. So lots of fun stuff coming up, yeah. Wow, great. Thanks, Devin, for coming in. We really appreciate it, and Thank thanks for, for playing. And uh, In the next half hour, we're going to play your your new song, and I uh, hope folks uh, will uh, go and, and download that and get you and, and show up on the 29th at 7.30 at the Sheldon to uh, see you play with uh, Norbert Leo Butts. Yeah, yeah, can't wait. All right, we'll be right back, folks. This is Arnold Stricker with Mark Langston of St. Louis in Tune. St. Louis In Tune, we strive to bring you informative, useful, and reflective stories, as well as interviews about current and historic issues and events that involve people, places, and things. We cover a wide range of topics, such as the arts, crime, education, employment, faith, finance, food, health, history, housing, humor, justice, and sports, and that's just to name a few. While St. Louis In Tune originates from the Gateway City and covers local topics, we also connect to what's going on nationally as well. 
If you missed any of our previously aired programs of St. Louis in Tune, simply visit stlintune.com. That's stlintune.com. There you'll find the show notes and everything that was mentioned in that episode and all the other great episodes as well. And if you've got an area that you'd like us to examine deeper, well, just let us know by dropping us a note at stlintune at gmail.com. That's stlintune at gmail.com. St. Louis in Tune. It's heard Monday through Friday on the usradionetwork.com and many great radio stations around the U.S. and, of course, right here in St. Louis. Our website, again, is stlintune.com. Visit us today. That's stlintune.com. This is Arnold Stricker of St. Louis In Tune on behalf of the Dred Scott Heritage Foundation. In 1857, the Dred Scott decision was a major legal event and catalyst that contributed to the Civil War. The decision declared that Dred Scott could not be free because he was not a citizen. The 14th Amendment, also called the Dred Scott Amendment, granted citizenship to all born or naturalized here in our country and was intended to overturn the U.S. Supreme Court decision on July 9, 1868. The Dred Scott Heritage Foundation is requesting a commemorative stamp to be issued from the U.S. Postal Service to recognize and remember the heritage of this amendment by issuing a stamp with the likeness of the man Dred Scott. But we need your support and the support of thousands of people who would like to see this happen. To achieve this goal, we ask you to download, sign, and share the one-page petition with others. To find the petition, please go to dredscottlives.org and click on the Dred Scott Petition Drive on the right side of the page. On behalf of the Dred Scott Heritage Foundation, this has been Arnold Stricker of St. Louis in June. Oh. Billy Preston, ladies and gentlemen. Out of space. Yep. That's funky. That's the best lick. Okay, all you UFO folks, or whatever they're called now. <laughs> there you go. I know. Welcome back to St. Louis in Tune. This is Arnold Stricker with Mark Langston. What a fun time with Devin. Oh, Did, my gosh. Didn't the government say there is no UFOs anymore or something, I think? Yeah, because they reclassified it, and they're calling it something else. They have some <laughs> other acronyms, so there aren't any UFOs. Uh, unidentified flying objects. I, I like UFOs. I mean, why change something like that? Oh, you know, they have to, you know. Have new language or something, or you know, <laughs> and they need something to do <laughs> <laughs> to justify their salaries. If you missed our first segment, folks, you missed it. You're going to have to catch it back on stlintune.com when we post that. Uh, but Devin Cahill was on the show. She is going to be performing with Norbert Leo Butts. And actually, he is headlining this. He's going to be uh, bringing his latest recording, uh, King of Hearts. This is going to be at the Sheldon on Friday, September 29th at 7.30. And it's, it's called a special Notes from Home performance. And his latest album called King of Hearts, and Devin's going to be joining as a special guest. Uh, she has been working with him for about 10 years now. And we're going to talk a little bit about uh, Norbert Leo Butts in a moment, but uh, Devin's going to be also performing October the 18th at the Blue Strawberry on Boyle and November the 17th at the Kirkwood Performing Arts Center. So don't forget those. Um, the concert 
September 29th, Metro Ticks. Check that out. But what we want to do right now is play her new song. It's going to be on an album coming out, but you can catch this on uh, Apple Music or Spotify, or I got it on Bandcamp. It's called OK.
Now, you know, sometimes this is just me talking, okay? <laughs> I didn't of course, now, now you know I'm talking, Yeah, folks. he's talking. Folks, he's I, talking. I'm talking. It's just him talking. And it's just about. me talking. Okay. <laughs> a lot of times, songwriters, either the chord progression or the words, mm. or just don't, you know. Makes sense. <laughs> yeah, or it's just like, yeah, okay. That was, that was really, really good. It is. It's a good, that was really good. She's really, really, very talented. Oh, my gosh. And she writes so many songs. Oh, yeah. She said before she left, she <laughs> said, yeah, we've got some, and I've got a whole bunch that I haven't even put in the albums yet. And I'm like, what? What? It just seems to come naturally with her. And that's when you want to listen to somebody. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's quite a gift. You it, know? it is a gift. It is <laughs> a gift. She is really something. And you know, the ukulele. I've I when I was young, if I would tell you like stories about me <laughs> I had a ukulele. I still have one at home, but I never learned how to play it. But I always wanted to play the ukulele. I think I agree with her. Start with something with four strings right. that are nylon right. and then move up to the steel strings. Because I did try to play guitar and it was it was hard trying to get yeah. those calluses. That's a booger. It yeah. is a booger. Yeah. It's quite a booger. <laughs> yeah, it, it hurts. It does hurt. Uh, once you get them, though, it's fun. Right. It takes a while, though. It's like, do I really want to do this? But yeah, the ukulele is an interesting instrument. Yeah. I think. Yeah, it's easier to carry around too. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really. So a, a little about in uh, Norbert Leo Butts. Yeah. That uh, you know a, a St. Louis product. Matter of fact, his brother Steve is a House of Missouri House. And I'm going to tell you another thing. Uh, his bro- his, he has another brother, um, we, Mr. Butts, I guess that's his name. He teaches at the elementary school at Maplewood Richmond Heights. Okay, there you go. And uh, he was my son's teacher. Oh, wow. And uh, the, the Butts family is the nicest. I was wondering, because it's spelt the same way, yeah. and I know his son, his brother is a House of Representatives yeah. guy. He's got that. another brother who's an actor, too. Right. Yes, correct. Yes. So. When, when she talked about the murder yeah uh which was just tragic they have a big family but they do right they're the nicest people yep. uh he was probably one of matthew's best teachers i think cool yeah and, and cool. he just retired this oh, year he, okay he, he retired okay so yeah, he comes from a very large family that's true yeah sorry so he was no you're good he was right out of webster university went to university of alabama for graduate school uh-huh. and what's interesting he was in a Broadway show, before he even saw a Broadway show, he went to New York City after University of Alabama, and after two weeks, this uh-huh. is like being in the right place at the right time with the right attitude right. and everything like that, right, right. he was an understudy for Rent. Oh, my. For both roles. Wow. And then in 1996, Crazy. took over the role, Crazy. one of the roles, and then he starred in uh, other plays and musicals. I'm going to name some. Mm-hmm. Cabaret. All right. Wicked, she mentioned that. Right. Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, mm. Catch Me If You Can, and those last two, he won a Tony Award for Best Performance by a Leading Actor in a Musical. That That's like <laughs> ginormous <laughs> It's deal. crazy, isn't it? And, and in films? And he's from St. Louis. He's from St. Louis. Yeah. He's been, been in films, TV, miniseries, mm-hmm. uh, Bloodline, Fosse Verdon. He's going to uh, release some albums. He's released albums, and let's see, there's something else here that I thought was very, very interesting. He's going to be starring in a new. Where is it here? Here we go. He's going. He's in the middle of shooting a Hulu miniseries on Aaron Hernandez. I'll be from the New York Patriots, who he was diagnosed, uh, convicted of murder, and then died by suicide. He's going to be playing 
uh, Bill Belichick. Oh wow! Yeah, hoodie man. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> you know, the, one of the favorite coaches in the St. Louis metropolitan area. Yeah. Not, <laughs> and he, he's also going right. to appear in an upcoming film, The Exorcist Believer, Ooh. a sequel to this 1972 film. Oh, that's kind of that'll be interesting. That's kind of his songs. He's going to be doing. You'll love this, Mark. He's going okay. to be doing uh, a cover of Nine to Five. Oh. But it's, you know, when covers are done, normally they're totally different. And uh-huh. this one's supposed to be dramatically different. Ooh. So he... Uh, I'd like to hear that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, I'm, I'm, I'm reading from something that was in the um, uh, Post-Dispatch here about that. Hmm. He says, it's a bouncy Oscar-nominated Grammy-winning theme song. The lyrics detail various working class inequities and are perhaps even more on target now when the Dolly Parton wrote them in 1980, cool. and he hears hears it as a protest song. Nine to five. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, yeah, all right. <laughs> so we're protesting nine to five. I, I maybe maybe it's uh, a French heritage or something we don't know about. Mm, okay. Did I say that? No. Uh, bonjour. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> That's about the only French I know. Yeah. Um, but he did some recording of some songs in Vancouver. Apparently, he was stuck for ten months during the pandemic in Vancouver. Oh my! I can think of worse places to be stuck. Yeah. But you know, he, <laughs> yeah. he he couldn't get back home, and that's that's a problem. But some of the songs he did uh, are written by his his daughter. Oh. So that's kind of cool. Too. Oh yeah, I didn't know. Okay. Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. No, not at all. That Butts family, it's something. Yeah, he narrates audio books. What a versatile. Why, why have we not had him on the show? It's hard to get him on here. Is that right? Well, I know people. <laughs> <laughs> we'll call you know him. his brother. I do know his brother. I know him very well. I got pictures, actually, on my phone of his brother. Oh, wow. We went to, uh, he, he took the class to the symphony, and they did a kazoo uh, thing where the whole class had kazoos. Yeah. And we all sat there with kazoos and played along. Yeah. It was interesting. Yeah, concerto for kazoo and I don't know orchestra. what that was about, but it was fun. The kids loved it. I liked it yeah. as an adult. I thought it was crazy. You have to be able to carry a, a tune in a kazoo. It's hard to do. It's not as easy as it looks. You have to hum right. Right, that's correct. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I don't even want to try because it's not gonna, not gonna work. I know. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that will be a fun concert. And again, folks, you can get uh, tickets to the Friday, September 29th concert at 7.30, which is going to feature uh, Norbert Leo Butts and our guest, Devin Cahill. That's at the Sheldon. Get your tickets at MetroTix, mm-hmm. and you can go to the Sheldon's website and kind of find your way or go through MetroTix and, and find your way that way. Right. So well, maybe we could, uh, maybe we get uh, Mr. Butts on the uh Norbert butts on the on the phone or something that yeah that would be instead great. of coming into the studio that would be great he's probably a busy fella he is he is you know uh, and because we we don't want to be churlish oh my. with him are we oh we don't want to be irritable Ooh. and rude Ooh. with him we want to be we want to be nice we don't want to be churlish wow what does churlish it means irritable and rude. We want to be congenial and nice and warmly open. Okay. We want to be. Okay. So it would be churlish not to congratulate the winning team because we lost the match. Mm. Ooh, you know some of the 
some of the college teams, they're just like, uh-uh. they're being very churlish. Oh, yes, they are. Kansas. What? <laughs> no. Know, yeah, they were pretty mean. No. Yeah, they were. No. Oh, yes, we're talking were. about all the teams that want to play Colorado. Oh, yeah. Oh. They're being very churlish. There's and, another one, yeah. And amateurish. Yeah. And Colorado. what I would say, just plain <laughs> not nice. No, not nice at all. Saying some things that you don't need to say about a coach no, or a team. Especially with kids around. <laughs> yeah, you know. That's, so that's, yeah. that's sad. I know it. It is. No, it, Kansas would never do that. Oh, yes, they would. <laughs> yes, they did. It was a pretty competitive game. We're, talk, we're talking about the, uh, the Mizzou-Kansas uh, game that I went to in uh, – in, uh, Columbia. The basketball game. No, the football game. Well, they haven't played football for a long time. At, who hasn't? Mizzou and KU. Oh, not KU. We're talking about Kansas State, I guess. Oh, Kansas State. Well, yes. there's a big difference yes, there. Yes, there, there is a big now difference. you got to watch it because I went to yes. Kansas. So yeah. know, it's the Jayhawks and the Wildcats. Right. Correct. Yeah. No, yeah. no K-State K folks are, some of them are kind of churlish churlish that's a good yeah yes i'm sorry you're right great, great sure. architects folks in town great architects for those of you who listen and went to k-state oh yeah great architecture school they it is a great architectural school all right um, but some of the folks can be churlish in any university yeah well that's true too yeah but we beat them that's right we shouldn't have beat them <laughs> had it gone to overtime we wouldn't have beat them <laughs> nobody will remember ever except what the final score is right right it was a exciting game yeah. yeah. So I, I do have a lot of, uh, <laughs> okay. of of funnies here, Mark. Oh, no, you don't. Do you? Now, whenever I say things about, like, a family or a wife or something, I'm not talking about my wife. Are you sure about this? I'm not sure talking about, about my family. Okay. So my wife made me coffee. This is uh, somebody telling me this. My wife made me coffee this morning and winked at me when she handed me the cup. Uh-oh. I have never been more scared of a drink in all my life. Right. Me too. I get that. <laughs> I understand that. For sure. <laughs> you know, some of you, you've heard the expression, walk a mile in my shoes. Uh-huh. Okay, some of you should walk a mile in my shoes because then you would be a mile ahead of me, and that would be fantastic. Just keep the shoes. What? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's something that's really becoming even more and more popular is having chickens. Yeah. You know? Right. And, but you just have to make sure you have the right pen and you get the permissions mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Right. I had a hen who could count her own eggs. She was a mathema chicken. Wow, that's really bad. And I have a pet termite. I named him Clint. Clint eats wood. Oh, my gosh. It just keeps coming. It's the gift that keeps giving. <laughs> that's right. You know, you see, you go into a restaurant and you see that they'll have like a placard sign uh -huh. you know, on the sidewalk out there, you know, advertising specials or something okay. that's going on like that. Right. This one, it said, come in and try the worst coffee one woman on TripAdvisor had in her life. <laughs> I would just go in just to check it out. Oh, yeah. That's very creative. Yeah, that you know? Too. Yes, that sounds great. Oh, my gosh. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of... Uh, history that we can all learn from and things uh -huh. like that uh -huh. and you know you see some of these movies you know where like the vikings are coming into england and attacking mm -hmm. and you know then the english are fighting the vikings and yeah. you know when you look at the houses that they had uh -huh. they're they're pretty much wood and they've mm -hmm. got like straw roofs okay well on one of these shows you know the people 
you know, the, the Vikings were coming in and the people said, hey, we can't afford to pay the taxes that you're wagering on us. And the guy goes, you talk a lot for someone who has such a flammable house. <laughs> no, no, no. Wow. Now, I know that, you know, 2020 vision, uh-huh. that's supposed to be the best kind of vision. You know, some people have 2015 vision. What does that mean? It's even better than yeah, 2020. Kind of, yeah. So the lower the lower the number, the better. Is that uh, the how the second it, number, the lower the better? Like if especially if it's 20, okay. right. like I have 20, like 400 or something. It's horrible vision. Oh, so it goes up. So yeah. but it's, if it's lower than 20, the second number. That's yeah, good. You're, you're good. Yeah, it's like okay. kind of like X-ray vision or something. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I didn't that, all these years. Look how old I am, and I didn't never knew that. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a good one. So here's a 20 kind of 20. 20 rule, okay. a 20, 20, 20 rule. Mm-hmm. To avoid straining your eyes at work, uh-huh. remember the 20, 20, 20 rule. All right. After 20 minutes of work, take 20 minutes to book a flight, then disappear for 20 days. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, I don't know what we're playing yeah. here. Hey, well, there it is. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if your parents did this, but you know, I know... My dad did some of this, not to the extent that I'm going to talk about, but I know people that mm-hmm. they have to deal with this. And I met a guy the other day. He said, by the time my dad was my age, he had amassed like 30 coffee cans full of screws. I oh, have none. Yeah. What have I done with my life? Right, yes. No, sorry. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I've started. I've started the tradition. Started to carry on the tradition. And I look at them every so often and I go, what am I doing? Why am I holding all these? And so you don't have to go to Lowe's or Home Depot and mm-hmm. buy some more. But none of them, like I've got, okay, one big one, one small one. Oh, you haven't separated them out by size yet? No. Oh, oh, oh no, so, no, no, so no, sorry. No, 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 no. Why would I do that? <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> no, I haven't done that. Art Fleming. You know, I... We've all worked in different situations in offices. I remember back, you know, a coworker said to me one time, "Could you be any more annoying?" So the next day, I wore tap dance shoes to work. <laughs> oh, that's not good. Oh my goodness! Okay. Well, I got, when you get done, I've got a couple items here, but but uh, we still have about you know ten minutes or yeah. so. Less. You know, as you get older, your secrets are safe with your friends because they can't remember them either. <laughs> Nobody re- Yeah, it's getting that way. Mark, I tell you what, the next time your wife gets angry, uh-huh. put a cape on her and say, now you are super angry. Maybe she'll laugh or maybe you'll die. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> My last day on this earth. <laughs> super angry. I know it. Wow, I know it. Come on. Yeah, honey. <laughs> Let's put this cape on you. <laughs> I may try that. <laughs> yeah, my dog will eat anything. Matter of fact, he ate this book. <laughs> Bear ate this book. And oh. I have I've been reading a book from another interview that I've uh-huh. done and I left it out and Dash our other I need to bring it in and show you. He totally I had it signed by the author. <laughs> and he totally ripped the first like 10 pages chewed him up my dog will eat literally everything until you put a pill in it then he's gordon ramsay <laughs> how do they know i don't know how do they know 
That's amazing, and it? it's I don't understand how they know, but they know. Uh, they know the dogs. No, they know. They smell it. I, I, and you can go. Mm, this is really good. You put it down there. They go. <laughs> no way. Oh, I know yeah. better than that. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're trying to do. <laughs> you're trying to make me better. <laughs> I'm fine where I am right now. Isn't that funny? So what have you got, Mark? Well, do you eat breakfast? I do. Do you? I do. A lot of people don't. I don't know why they don't. I'll make some eggs or mm. um, oh, yeah. know, a soft-boiled, or I'll eat some cereal. Yeah. Do you have a place you like to go for breakfast? Uh, yeah, there's a couple sh- places. Shameless plugs? Uh, shameless plug for the 21C. It's called Good Press. Never never heard of uh, it. New Museum Hotel, 21C Museum Hotel on Locust Street. Oh, my. Between 15th and 16th Street. Okay. Also, like we like to go to Egg. Okay. Egg, egg has two locations. Uh, Rooster? Have you ever been to Rooster? We've been to Rooster, right? I didn't know there was right. a, a couple of locations. Uh, brunch in Kansas City is uh, like the thing on Saturday, Sunday. Right. It's huge. It used to be that way here in St. Louis. Yeah. It, uh, you have to make a reservation for brunch in Kansas City. I don't know where you find it in St. Louis. There's very few places. Yeah, that's why we like egg. It's kind of close by. Is you know, it? It's on they do brunch. Locust. Yeah, there's another place mm-hmm. in the south. Yeah. Huh. Well, today is better breakfast day. That's why oh, I bring it okay. up. Oh, okay. Do you eat breakfast? All the time. It's one of my favorite meals. I, I can skip lunch, believe it or not. I agree. Lunch to me is like, if I eat it, it's going to ruin my dinner. I feel bloated if when I eat lunch. Mm-hmm. I'm better off with a good breakfast, mm-hmm. you know, then I can work it off all day. Right. And then I'll have a nice dinner and sleep it off all right. night. <laughs> I could actually eat breakfast all the time. Mm. Have you ever had breakfast for dinner? Yes, all the time. We yeah. do. We do. Yeah. I could eat cereal for and, all three meals, probably. Really? Yeah. And I like Waffle House. We should talk about... Yeah. I went to Waffle House over the weekend it's with been, my son, Michael. It's been a while yeah. since I've been there. Uh, actually, there's only one that I know of. I had of. to scrape the grease off my glasses. Oh, there is greasy. I did... I died, died, died. <laughs> should I Should I dog him? I got... Um, <laughs> I got my uh, my bacon and I did. I took a napkin and went. Oh, I got a little too much grease. So <laughs> it was better when the grease was, you know. Hey, you know how to cook bacon, so it's really nice and crispy. And you no, let's hear this. Render the let's fat hear off. this. Let's hear. You this. put the bacon in a skillet. You know, some people put it in the oven, uh-huh. which is a, a good way to do it too. We've gone from the skillet to the oven, so we've got, kind of flipped this. What you're but saying, but you can put it in the skillet and then put some water, just a little bit of water, oh. because what it'll do is it'll uh, really? it'll. Uh, never, takes care of the fat. Never heard of that. Yeah, yeah. And it makes it crispy. It will you know, pull pull the fat off, so it's not as you know fatty. Fatty. You don't have to dab it with a napkin. Oh, uh, we just cook it till it's crisp and yeah, crisp is nice too. Yeah, yeah. And we we've, Maria's been doing it in the oven, mm-hmm. and the trick is to take it out halfway and turn them, uh-huh. turn them over. Right, right. I just talked to someone last week about that, and they said they didn't turn them. Right. So yeah, or cook it slow on the on the skillet. Cook it slowly, not uh, on, cook it on low. Yeah, take your time. It takes a while. Yeah, yeah, if you do it on the skillet, that's why we we moved to the right to the stove because it was like we have four people to eat and we all want to eat at the same time. Right, and we were fine and we were eating in shifts. Okay, hold on, we're working on the next batch of yeah of of bacon. So uh, yeah, somebody's sitting at the table. I know. Where's my bacon? I want my bacon. I know, and it is National Pancake Day today, so ooh, that kind of goes ooh. with with uh, with everything you like. Shameless pancake. plug for Uncle Bill's. Oh yeah, you can get man, you can get a lot of pancakes there, a lot of food there. I love pancakes. I do too. Have you ever gone to the Pancake House? It's been a while. Yeah, 
Well, Uncle Bill's coffee. I hop. I hello. <laughs> I don't know if there's any around anymore. There's one in Clayton. On Clayton Road and oh, Brentwood. Oh, okay. That, that little A-frame kind of yeah, looking right. thing. The blue roof. You know? Used to be across the street from Fitz's. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you knew Fitz's. They yeah. had the best hamburgers. Yeah. That was a greasy spoon little spot. Tore that down years ago. Probably needed to tear that down. <laughs> it was the place would go up in flames. I know, I know. And um, uh, it, it's it, it's National Chimichanga Day. Do you Ooh. like you like a chimichanga? Uh, yeah, yeah. Are chimichanga. you a chimichanga? I'm person? a chimichanga guy. Are you yeah. a chimichanga fella? Yeah. I know. There's nothing wrong with chimichanga. We've got about uh, three minutes left, so okay. I don't want to keep National Pancake Day, National Family Day today. You could have take the family out and get chimichangas and pancakes and bacon. Yeah. So take some time today to appreciate the people that make our lives meaningful, and I think that's yeah. that's a real good. That's an everyday one. Uh, you would think so. You know, you you would think that it would be a. Uh, here's one I'm going to ask you. Love note day. Today's love note. Love day. notes. Yeah. Do you ever leave a love note for? For Amy. And mainly uh, a text. Oh, so it's a, a love text day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a good thing. That's a good thing. You know, and a lot of parents mm-hmm. will, will put a note into their kids' uh-huh. lunch. That's or always a good thing to do. Maria does it all the time. Or did. Yeah. I don't know if she still does. Yeah, she lives I need to I need to write some little love notes to my wife. Yeah, you should. And that's why we do this, to hopefully remind you to... Uh, right. To do some of those um, nice things like uh, National Key Lime Pie Day, like Ooh, really good. Are you? Oh, You're a Key Lime it. Pie guy, yes, fella. Yes. <laughs> okay. Down in New Orleans. New Orleans. Yeah. You great go down key there. Lime pie. Is that right? Ooh, yeah. I don't. I don't think I've had Pascal Manales. Yeah. Uh, World Day of Migrants and Refugees. That's that's a day we remember here at International Institute of St. Louis, which is where our studios are. So. Okay, we're pretty well done there. Cool, I think. cool. I don't think we got much time left. It's been a good one. <laughs> yeah, it was fun to get back together a little bit. And, folks, that's all for this hour. Catch other shows on stlintune.com. Thanks for listening. Don't forget, when the Martians invade, they don't play indie tunes. <laughs> but there's only one race, the human race, and every one of us have different characteristics and is uniquely valuable. St. Louis in Tune is a production of Motif Media Group and the U.S. Radio Network for St. Louis in Tune co-host Mark Langston. I'm Arnold Stricker. Remember, walk worthy and let your light shine.